And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, everybody working up. Everybody's working. With that time, yours. We're just days away from the 2022 NFL Draft. We've recently heard from Chiefs General Manager Brett Veach. The mock drafts are flowing like fine wine. And I don't know if we're smarter or dumber than we were about this time a month ago. Welcome in to the last edition of Times Ours before the NFL Draft gets here. I'm Joshua Briscoe with Nate Taylor, Seth Kaiser, my friends. We have talked a lot about prospects who the Chiefs are not going to draft. I'll be honest, I'm excited to find out who they are actually going to draft in just a couple of days. Yeah, so like I said last episode, that was the fun time. So much fun. Enjoy it. Your opinions are never wrong. Um, now it's now it's time to get serious, and I'm not sure how this draft is gonna go. Let me just state the obvious: <sighs> Could this draft be like the 2018 draft? And I only say that because that was the first draft I covered for the Athletic um, in my coverage with the Chiefs. I was very new to the job, and it was. Made very aware to be gentlemen quite quickly. Eh, some some years aren't as good as others. Um, I'm fascinated to see how this all plays out. Um, but it's not a great sign when every respected reporter, three days out, two days out, got to tell you, teams have no idea what they're doing, even though they've had months <laughs> to look into this. Hey, I, I got to tell you. Nobody wants to trade down. What? <laughs> no one wants to trade up. Huh? <laughs> I got to tell you, nobody knows when a quarterback's getting taken. Then what have we been doing for five months? <laughs> like, that's where we are. And so uh, it's not as exciting as last year's draft. But I think for Chiefs fans, it can be more exciting in the outcome if it goes a certain way. Um, and, and that's why this episode will be a little bit more serious because, um, it's, it's almost here. It's almost real. And there's a chance that I think they could really trade up for a certain player, uh, who could maybe help them in this upcoming season when you may look back at this draft four years from now when all those guys become free agents, uh, you know, three years from now or even a year ago and be like, well, glad my team made the right decision or we got it so wrong. So early into the, (laughs) (laughs) so early into the assessment, uh, part of this evaluation. Yeah. I like that. The so early it's like, Oh man, we got this wrong quick. <laughs> like, it's one of those things. Things can really turn on you fast with the draft. And I just, 
a lot can go wrong very quickly because the Chiefs right now, everyone everyone loves draft picks right now. They mm-hmm. Eventually, those draft picks turn from possibilities into players. A little anecdote. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'm going to do this to you, Josh. A little anecdote. So when my wife and I met. Oh, of course. What? Of course we're here. Why was this directly addressed to me? I thought this was going to be about running backs when you said that. And now I'm like, what does this have to do with Because I know that you, more than anyone, are tortured by me doing this. (laughs) I just would argue that, I would just argue that, again, as we continue to add to the list of things your wife and I have in common, we're just the two people generally most tortured by you. (laughs) That's true. Just period. When when Jazz and I met, I was a a sprightly 22-year-old. I, uh, man, that was a long time ago. <laughs> Holy cow. Oh, Netflix was maybe a thing that delivered movies to you. I remember we were really excited. We still went to the video store. Yeah. Like, like we, we brought our, we brought our kids, our youngest. Tucker has no memory of this, but he, he knows the thrill of the new release being in stock. But anyway, at that time, You know what I was? I was a blank slate. I was full of potential. And one didn't really know what one might be getting. Well, now we're 15 and a half years later. Mm. And I am no longer an idea or a, a, a potential something. I am what I am. That's what happens with draft picks once they become players. Now, the the mistake we make with draft picks is we gauge them immediately because we do so much vetting in advance. And so obviously we are going to judge these draft picks based on what we think he should have done and what we think about each player, even though we all know that the hit rate for understanding how players will do is like 25%, if that. Like we just don't know, but we try. We do the best we can. And so it's kind of cool that we're going to do like the type of judgment that, that thankfully my wife did not spend the first 15 years judging me as a finished product and still doesn't, honestly, which is nice. God bless her. Yeah, God bless her. She does not judge me as a finished product, but we are definitely going to do that. The moment those trap picks turn into a player, it's either going to become, yes, just, and there's no in between here. It is either going to be delight or scorn and i just can't wait because people love draft picks but kind of hate players can i give you the best example of this since my time covering the nfl i'd love to hear it okay uh man let me let me make sure i have this right because uh this told me everything i needed to know about exactly what seth is alluding to with the fifth pick in the 2020 draft, the Miami Dolphins, their fans, hell, even some of the reporters that covered that team thought they got a guy who would lead them to a Super Bowl. The Dolphins won the Super Bowl that day because Tua Tungavailoa <laughs> fell to the fifth pick. Yep. And we have learned some things about Tua Tungavaloa <laughs> since then. We have learned some stuff. Um, and it doesn't help that sometimes in life, the person picked after you is miles better. 
<laughs> then that's that's the other thing. People aren't even judged by. Imagine if we did this with marriage. I'm gonna I'm gonna beat this analogy into the ground. Well, I think I think some people in society do, Seth. <laughs> that's true. That's true. It's like, man, you know, can you imagine if I if I was talking to my wife today? I was like, you know. I know some people that got married right after us, and boy, that wife, like, you know, she does this, that, and the honey, other. Honey, honey, I'm thinking about maybe not picking up your fifth year option. I don't yeah. know. We can talk about it. You want to work on an extension, but yeah, it, it just—it's such an unfair way for humans to be judged. But it's <laughs> of course truth. it is. <laughs> it's fair's got nothing to do with it, and so I—I'm I, excited, but I'm also so nervous because all that anticipation and hope turns into something else if it's not players like it's especially my favorite is when it's a name that people don't recognize and they're like huh like that's the best like like when the chiefs drafted legerius sneed i had no idea who that dude was (laughs) i I couldn't i was like his name's kind of cool and that doesn't it's just we'll talk ourselves into anyone no matter who it is i i talked myself into well maybe brilliant speaks won't be a disaster like, and hey, Breland, if you're listening, I'm sure you are. You made a lot of money. Good on you, man. It just didn't work out. You're a really good football player, just not good enough for the NFL. Yep. And that happens. And that happens. And, it happens. And... No, no one, no one asked Brett Veach to trade up for you. That's not your fault. No, no, no one, one asked him to do that. <laughs> no one was asking for this. There no was no, way. there was no petitions. So. It's just interesting how quick that can happen. And so what to me, it's just always so fascinating that right before the draft, it just works itself up into a frenzy. And then the draft happens and people are either just elated and then come down a little bit as you get a little time, or they are just, just morose. And it takes them a couple months to talk themselves into it again. And I'm excited for it either way. Uh, I'm going to do a little PSA just straight to you here, Seth, that you're to me. And I'm guessing to Nate, your audio changed just then, just a second ago. If you didn't touch anything, I'd say power through it. But I want to make sure that the audience doesn't have you going through a tin can for the remainder of this show. Just a little, I'm just trying to call out a play. I'm just calling out the defense from the line of scrimmage. Sure. Uh, also, you said you and your wife met in 2002? Uh, no, no. We Am I still like from a tin can? Nope, you sound great no. again. Oh, okay. What year was this? Um, we met, <laughs> wait, 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 what are you trying to do? Like you're trying to get me in trouble here? We no. met in 2007. I thought you said we, 2002. That's a, that's not nearly as fun. I was going to do a bunch of things that happened in 2002, but I simply misheard you. Look, so, 2007 um, is is we're getting there, man. Like No, look, no. I mean in in 2007, Jamarcus Russell was the number 1 overall pick. Calvin Johnson was drafted second, and he had an entire Hall of Fame career 5 years off and an induction into the Hall of Fame. Like you're <laughs> old. Like don't hear me wrong. You're old. Yeah. yeah, no, I am the age now that my father-in-law was. When I met him, he was young, young, like for a father-in-law. But that was Darrell Revis and Marshawn Lynch went in the 2007 NFL draft. You know, it was we were on WrestleMania 23. (laughs) A lot of you know what? A lot of great things happened 2007. Seth, you met your wife. I met Dwayne Bow in that year's draft class. In in a in a way, Dwayne Bow. We we both found our true loves that year. Man, he feels like he has been retired for a very, very long time. Yeah, I, I, he has. It's been seven years. 
Since he retired? Last last active uh, thing on, on Pro Football Reference was 2015. So, yeah. Phineas and Ferb debuted <laughs> on the Disney Channel. Great show. Really is. That's a, I, you're happy to give a little Phineas and Ferb reference. That's, yeah. That's really good. There, there was, man, I am, I need to get off this Wikipedia page because there's a lot going on here, folks. <laughs> hey, I was, I was going to tell you that in 2002, the, the Spider-Man, no, not the most recent one. No, not the one before that. The one before that had oh. its first edition come out. Uh, but in 2007, the first Spider-Man 3 was released. Now, since then, there's been a, uh, a Spider-Man and a Spider-Man 2 and then a Spider-Man 1 and then an animated Spider-Man and a, a Spider-Man 2 and a Spider-Man 3. You I are like think... at least, you are at least six feature film theatrical Spider-Man releases removed <laughs> from meeting your wife. Yeah. Well, I mean, we like the original Iron Man, like the the start of it all hadn't come out quite yet. If I <laughs> no, no. This is pre this is Tobey Maguire pre MCU. Yeah, um, this is. Spider-Man. Yeah, no, there's there's a lot going on here. <laughs> Our opinion. I don't, I don't know why this is the one that tickled me so much. But in <laughs> September of 2007, The Big Bang Theory debuts on CBS. <laughs> Didn't that have like 13 seasons and end like five years ago? Well, like it, three years it's ago. Just, it just feels like that show has been on television for my entire life. And it basically <laughs> has. <laughs> oh my goodness. Halo 3 was released on Xbox 360. <laughs> there's just there's just a lot. Like a lot's gone on. It's been a pretty crazy 15 years. Like when Jazz and I met, I I had a cell phone, yes. But I didn't ever text because you know what that did? It cost money. <laughs> now I was on the tail end of that at that point. Right. But like you weren't you weren't, you weren't dropping dimes with every with every uh with every text of uh your heart's content. I, I well, I mean, I was like, I mean, we could talk on the phone or I guess I can drive there. Like I don't <laughs> no, these things there were Look, there was a lot going on here. Super Y made its debut. I don't know why I'm focusing on children's shows so much. <laughs> I saw iCarly, like, and that one was funny because that show has been like ended and rebooted. <laughs> yeah, in that time. Trans Transformers was the first film of the Transformers. Oh. There really is a lot that went on in pop culture that I think I should yeah. kind of get some credit for. But I mean, but I th- oh go ahead. Bill oh, Walsh no. died in 2007. <laughs> <laughs> All I right. Was, I was about to say, you know, the analytics back in 2007, if oh it was on gosh. your if it was on your plan was you had an attractive young woman texting you chapters of text message <laughs> for 10 cents. Like, oh, uh, that was the analytic department. It was just like just hear me out. It's a couple hundred words. Here's how I'm feeling. <laughs> it only costs 10 cents we 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 are we call me are, back after 9 p.m when my minutes are free yeah, yep, this is yep this we, is we like are extending still emailing each other yeah th- i mean this was when uh but you know hey like how efficient can i be with every penny of these 10 cents per text <laughs> uh, that was that that was uh that was quite the time guys did you guys know that George W. Bush underwent a colonoscopy procedure under sedation in July 2007? That's just something yeah, I learned. Vice, that's just something Vice I learned president just now. Cheney was acting president for a couple hours. Yeah, I remember. I, uh, I, I remember vividly. I mean, I then, was pretty. I was pretty politically astute. Back sure. Then. And then six days later, <laughs> Michael Bay's Transformers is released. 
I, mean, I think the Wikipedia two is a honestly. treat, man. Right. Only on Wikipedia okay. do you get we, do you okay. get George W. Bush's colonoscopy and then and then Michael Bay's Transformers. Don't try to bring us back on track like I'm I did old. this to us. Okay? We understand that I'm old. Which, by the way, Dwayne Bow remains a very underrated chief. All time underrated, absolutely. No, I don't know how that works, but I would fight for that uh, until the until the day I die, which is. Uh, hopefully a longer time from now than uh, 2007 was backwards. But man, I mean, it's a long time. Yeah, yeah. If Do you I, guys want to talk about the draft at all? If I die no, the no, same amount not. of time from now, I'll be 52. So still pretty young. Let's root. Let's root on the over, okay? Can we? Let's 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 go. <laughs> bang it, bang the over. <laughs> let's bang the over. I feel pretty good about that. Uh, do you guys want to? I'm sorry for shouting earlier, but do you guys want to talk about the draft at all? I know we were yeah, talking about the draft no, no, no. for a minute, but like no. I do think that there's a pr- there's some interesting bleep going on here. Yeah, we we hopefully if you've listened by now, you get the show, and and here we are. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. yeah. You're... But if you're if you're like, oh, I want to get a little pre-draft uh, knowledge before the Chiefs hit the clock, let's, let's try this Times Ours podcast. I, well, if if that was you, you did not hear me just say that because you would not have made it. Yeah, you're gone. We yeah, have gone. people who like us, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't imagine someone hate listening line. to this show. No, it seems like it just seems like we would. Yeah, I, I don't think that would work, but on, I don't know. I mean, our our iTunes reviews occasionally say otherwise. So that is accurate. Like, it's like, oh, they're all giggling. Like, they think they're so funny. It's like, how long did you listen? Like, how long would you put up with that? I wouldn't put up with that. Like, I mean, dude, quit listening. Be happy. Uh, can I, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop something totally brand new in your guys's lap on this one because I, I do want to come back to a bunch of draft stuff, but just like as we started this show, Ian Rappaport tweeted oh, no. that that Robert Quinn was in Chicago today meeting with Bears staff, Matt Eberflus and the whole gang there. Said, but teams are sniffing around on him for a possible <laughs> trade. One of several veteran we, names being discussed. Why do we do this with race? <sighs> oh, excuse me. Um, I just, I don't even know what I, was it the phrase sniffing around? Was that what got you? Was it sniffing? Yeah, it's just so much. Well, so here's the thing is I, I do envision Brett Veach as being the cartoon character where like the, 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 the steam, like scent lines come in through a window and then he just levitates up out through the window, but it's just for veteran pass rushers a week before the draft. Like that, that for me does seem like something that might happen to Brett Veach. I just thought that was kind of interesting that I should float out there because I'm guessing the Chiefs will trade for him one minute after this show publishes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's going to be so bad. Um, That trade would mean that uh, they don't think anybody who's good at pass rushing is going to fall to them in the draft, right? Right, mm-hmm. right, 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 mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Um, Or you've had preliminary conversations with teams about possibly trading up and – as the conversation has sort of gone around over the last two to three days, uh, ain't nobody messing with that. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's really fun to know that like, I think there. by the way, I think there will be trades on draft night, anything leading up between now and, and when the draft starts on Thursday. Um, good luck. But I just think a lot of teams are, are, uh, are thinking about, trying their best to hold their water. Um, but you know how it goes. The moment somebody does something, there's a domino effect. And I think I think that will start slightly hours before the draft, on draft day, or during the process of the first round. Hmm. 
I'm, I, I heard Seth make a noise, and then I was trying to figure out if there was, if that was just one of Nate's little nuggets that he occasionally just plants a little seed and then walks away from. Yep. It, it's just, it, there's a little seed, and, and that was me responding to the seed. The, the seed grew a hmm in me. That's <laughs> the hmm seed. Do you guys think that it's weird that we're doing one of our worst shows right before the draft when theoretically a lot of people would be listening? It's always in big moments. We're trying. I swear to God, people, I review so much film. You wouldn't even believe it. Um, well, you wouldn't. You literally wouldn't listening to this episode. But I, I, I think it's interesting with Robert Quinn. Here's one problem for me. You're buying really high. Yep. Like he just had an 18 and a half sack season. Now it's worth noting, sacks are not a great way to to track pass rush productivity you're a lot better off looking at pressures and hits but robert quinn last year sacked the quarterback at an elite rate and the year before he did not and he also hit the quarterback at a, at a really high rate last year year before he did not he he's been a a, a good but not great pass rusher for a number of years and that, to me, it, it, it all depends on what you give up, right? Because yep. right now, you know yep. what they've got right there? A gaping chasm that stares into the abyss of my soul every now and then when I think about the Chiefs' chances in 2022. You put Robert Quinn out there for a not-too-expensive price in terms of the contract and you don't give up too much in draft capital, great. So well, I'm going to just let that – we don't. We don't. I do not want to spend 10 minutes on, on a trade that has not yet happened, but I thought that was kind of interesting <laughs> – Particularly, particularly in in the light that I think you you referred to on a couple things here, Nate, and, and we can go back to Brett Veach's press conference on Friday for this. Um, you you asked him how many uh, first round grades that he had on the board right then, and he said between sixteen and eighteen, uh, which is pretty common. I think most NFL teams that have that number on on the record somewhere have, have put that in a similar range. Although I think I think it was John Lynch who said they had thirty two for like the first time ever. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not. I just it stuck out to me. Yeah, I don't know but, if that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it seems, it seems like, like trade down with us, guys, guys, guys. Let us trade down with you. We <laughs> have so many guys we like in this draft. Or John Lynch isn't very good at his job, which I feel like we should at least leave that door open. On. We don't know yet. Uh, but but Veach also mentioned liking the thirty to sixty range. If I am if I am not meta analyzing that Nate, and maybe I need to be, but if I was to take that at face value, which would be a little stupid, I suppose. Um, that that would feel like, hey, I mean, they they're gonna want to take somebody by twenty or twenty one, assuming that there's some disagreement on a couple of grades and some quarterbacks. Yep. And that being in twenty nine thirty is is sort of his no man's land there. Like the the idea of of moving back to get another shot around forty or fifty uh, might make more sense than just drawing that pick you have at 30. Not that you can, you know, just trade back automatically. You, gotta, you have to find someone who wants to come get that. Pick. Right, right. But you got some not great quarterbacks that could get that fifth year option that last year. I think that's kind of interesting, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but in terms of the Chiefs being mobile at this point, I, uh, I'm i not willing to bet another uh, bolt of electricity because we still have to land the first one. But if the Chiefs took <laughs> their picks at 29 and 30 back to back, I would be figuratively shocked. Yes. And I would I, I am a proponent right now. I, I would argue on behalf of the organization and the fan base to just trade up like Ooh. you have two f- ones. You have two twos, you have two threes, you have two fours. Um, I know that there's an argument and a legitimate one 
that you mentioned, Josh, about, hey, if Desmond Ritter's on the board at 30, come get him. Mm-hmm. Um, and please trade down. <laughs> you know, like I, I get I get the the funny thing is, OK, if you go through that exercise, what team are you calling? Um, which gets really, really fascinating because. I mean, Detroit. Well, they got the 32 pick. Uh, Giants. You want a little out on Daniel Dives? Eh, they're at 36. Bears aren't going to do it. Hey, Seahawks at 40. 40 or 41. Like, you, you want to holla at us? How about you, Falcons? Uh, at 43. So it, it be, like you have to think of the exercise in that way too. Like, which team are you calling to scream at them? Take Desmond Ritter off my hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would. By the way, oh, everyone would hate me on draft night if they called and I was like representing whatever team, and it was just like, so you not gonna take Desmond Ritter right now? And they're like, no. All right, well, I'm calling the next team. <laughs> you know, like, we don't even get to the specifics. I'm just, you pick up the phone. It's John Dorsey. Hey, John. Hey, Desmond Ritter's right here. I know your boy was scouting him at the pro day. I know he was eyeing him at the combine. Come get him. No? What about a third? Nothing? All right. <laughs> like, just next, next call. So, with all that said, just go get your guy. This draft class is so volatile in terms of where people are evaluating them, in terms of the premier skill position players available to you in the first round, the idea that somebody is not going to hold their water, and I will laugh at them dead in their face in the top 10. If one of you, you know who's, if Kenny Pickett goes in the top 10, now I like Malik I like him he is meant to go 20 to Pittsburgh everybody get out the way has to has to okay give Mike Tomlin a chance (laughs) if somebody takes any of these quarterbacks with a top 10 pick hold your water fellas hold it but if yes. that if that happens and everything sort of gets discombobulated, and so I'm of the opinion of just moving up, and so I have a I have a plausible trade, fellas, that I would like to um, get your thoughts and opinions on. Would you like for me to give you the specifics? I uh, I, I hate it. Seth loves it. Let's go. <laughs> well, that, that not not the idea of it. I'm just guessing that that's going to be our answers. I'm not going to hate it. I'm not a hater today. So you might read this later in The Athletic, perhaps before the draft starts. But the way the board is playing out, one of these teams didn't hold their water. And it was the Washington football team. I ain't talking about the commanders because I I mean, sure. The Washington commanders in a mock draft that I'm recently looking at took Malik Willis at 11. What did they, sorry, what did they give up for? That's not okay. okay never mind. I don't know who did that mock, but I disagree with what they did. That's fine. Yes, of course I do. I disagree sure. with it too. Okay. But there is some thought that with the 14th pick and knowing that, hey, the Harbaugh and Reed connection, like 
they obviously are amicable with one another. Hell, friends. Let's call them friends. Uh, it's pick 30. The third round pick that is not compensatory, so 94, and next year's third round pick. To move up to 15? To move up to 14. 14? Yeah, I'd take that deal. You're keeping 29. It's 30, 94, and a future third? Mm-hmm. And next year's third, which quietly, they get another third pick because, like, the Bears hired Ryan Pulse. Can that climb you that high? It's possible. Oh, if they could climb that high, do it all day, man. So yeah, you're gonna, give me, Bring you're me get- Drake London. Bring him to me. So you're giving up three picks, two in this year's draft, one in yeah. next year's. Um, if there's someone that the Ravens don't love. And again, I think getting up to 12 with Minnesota seems obviously it's harder to do. Um, I think the Eagles want to make their pick at 15. I think the Saints do. Quietly, ladies and gentlemen, if you're a Chiefs fan, and you and you and you care about us and you listen to our opinions. Pray to the good Lord that Jameson Williams does not fall to 17. Mm. Do you want to see him in a Chargers uniform? Oh catching passes from that quarterback? Oh, that thought hadn't even entered my mind at any point. It's yet. been it's been floated to me by multiple people. Oh, so this is where we are. If you want Jamison Williams, 13, 14, 15 is probably logically the most, like, that's what I've gleaned so far. So there is a scenario where I believe there are two players that I would be comfortable with the Chiefs trading up for based on need, talent, and who could be available at that mid first round spot. And if you give up 30, the third, the first third round pick, uh, 94 and the following third year, you know, next year's third round pick that is not compensatory based on the special, um, you know, the, the, the special hiring of Ryan Poles, which again, this league, uh, <laughs> again, this league. Oh, Hey, you did a good thing. Here's two third round picks. Um, okay. Uh, you can get either Jermaine Johnson or Jamison Williams. One of those players has a decent chance of falling into that 13, 14, 15 range. Um, and so I just want to, I just want to tell people that's where I think the Chiefs can go realistically. Um, and that's for, a pass rusher that I have good faith with and a talented receiver that we all agree is, is worth trading up. Even if he's rehabbing from an ACL injury. I, I wonder about that, that total cost there. And I, I wonder where the, the chiefs would draw that line. Um, I, as I, I think our resident, uh, take use more picks trade fewer picks sort of correspondent one thing that i've been kicking around a little bit is if they were interested in getting up into those top teens there and maybe someone did want to make that little hop for a quarterback in the 30-ish range some of you could immediately get back some of the capital that you lost by moving up 
for for the first guy and you're still talking about making six or seven or maybe still eight like first four round picks something in there makes me very happy i i like where that heads um but seth you today in the chief of the north newsletter mnchiefsfan.substack.com you dropped your tier rankings of these receivers that you've been reviewing I did. if they if if jameson williams is there if that's the uh if that's the trade if that's what the chiefs have as their options let's say that you let's say that you can have your pick of receivers there obviously that won't actually be the case but uh, <laughs> how how would that how would that make you feel with a variety of those receiving trade targets for a pair of thirds, because of the unique situation the Chiefs are in this year and next year with those compensatory thirds, if if that's what it takes, yeah, I'm here for that. Yeah. Um, and whether it was for Williams or Drake London or Chris Olave, I'd be cool with any of those three. I actually wrote about I would not want them to trade up until maybe like that 21st spot, but that's dependent on cost. It's always dependent on cost. Like if they had to give up a, a second round pick and a third round pick, I'd be a little more like, uh, you know, but it would be really, really fun to see Jamison Williams as a chief. And it would also, and I, I give this as a reason for many things, watching angst of like opposing fan bases and people that don't cheer for the chiefs when things happen, that's always fun too, because And I think there would be some angst if the Chiefs were allowed and Patrick Mahomes was allowed to grab Jamison Williams once Tyreek Hill is finally out of Kansas City. Like from people being like all the I'm totally here for the he can't keep getting away with this gifts. (laughs) So I'd take that deal. If it doesn't cost you both first rounders. Yeah, why not? Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. 
Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Uh, walk me through. I'm going to come back to the edge thing here in a second because I've got I've got a very specific question for you mm-hmm. in that regard. But but since we're here, Seth, again, like you can you can go read this is unlocked for everybody right now. Also in the newsletter, yes. so you, you, everyone can go read this and get kind of the summary of each of those guys. But but if you want to continue to unpack that receiver group a little more, you sure. you just rattled off you what, the guys that are in your top tier. Uh, yep. That that was your three, London and Olave and and Williams. I think maybe in inverse order from what I just said. I can't remember. And they're, they're in the tiers. They're just in the tiers. There's no, they're all there. Right, right, no right. Preference right. there. They're they're just all they're just all in in section one. You've got a a decent uh, group still even beyond that, and and we can talk about some of the guys that you maybe don't like as much. But if if you are uh, you know navigating on behalf of the Chiefs right now. Where, where do you start drawing some of those lines? Again, with cost being the variable, but but you look at, hey, these tier one guys, I'd, I'd move up on that trade package that Nate just gave. These next few guys, I would be happy to see them at 29.30, but would you move up or not? Next guys, would you take them at 29.30? Sure. Like, you know, walk, walk us through some of that. Well, we'll give some real content for people because, you know, they deserve it after muddling through that first. Oh, yeah. No one's listening right now. (laughs) (laughs) So you've got for me the top tier guys that I would trade up for. That's London, Olave, Williams. Any one of them, I'd be thrilled to be a chief um, for a variety of reasons that, you know, since we're talking about so many, I won't go too much into just London can win on a way like no one else they have on on the roster. And like dominantly, he would be a lot of fun. Olave wins in a way that Chiefs fans are more accustomed to seeing. And I think he'd be a really nice pairing with Travis Kelsey in terms of giving teams headaches. Mm. Um, Especially, I mean, they would basically create a situation you could not play zone with those two guys. Um, Just too smart. Jamison Williams, everyone knows what he can do. People would freak out. You, 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 that group I would trade up for. There's a second group of guys in George Pickens, John Mechie, the third and Garrett Wilson. That if they fell to the fir- end of the first round, or maybe a pick or two before, I'd be very happy with any of those guys. Um, and then you have a bit of a gap, at least in my opinion, in terms of maybe a little more of a sure thing, as much as you can say that with the draft. And then there's more of like, these are like second rounder type dudes. And the only guy after this that I would really want them to even try to like trade up in the second round for is Jalen Tolbert. And there are a lot of varying opinions on Jalen Tolbert. Mm-hmm. I think I think he could be a stud. Um, he's an excellent athlete, moves really well, and he's also not afraid to be super physical in his routes, which is rare for a guy who's as athletic and has as good a size as he does. So I think he can do some stuff. Um, he's actually in my tier three. He's the only guy in my tier three, which is maybe grab him in the second round before it's too late because I think he's one of the few, like, wide receiver one guys left that doesn't have a complete bust floor. And then my next tier is guys that they just took them in the second round with the picks they've got. That's Traylon Burks, Christian Watson, and both of those guys, they're all about upside, right? If Traylon Burks hits, he's going to be awesome. If he doesn't, he's going to not be good. Like, <laughs> and, and this doesn't say, you know, Oh wow. earth shattering. But I mean, with Burks, it's, can he continue to, despite not being NFL quick, win matchups repeatedly and he did against high levels of competition time after time can he do that at the pros history tells us no but sometimes players can just do stuff we've seen that christian watson it's the complete opposite 
didn't really dominate. You know, Burks, despite not being a, a great athlete or even very good athlete in terms of short area quickness, dominated top tier competition. Christian Watson, despite being a unbelievable athlete. He's so good. (laughs) But like, despite that, it's like, ah, he barely put up any stats until he was a fifth year senior. And then he was okay. He was, he was decent. Now to be fair, they run the ball like 80 times a game in MSU (laughs) because they can run the ball for 10 yards of carry. But like with, for both of them, it's all about upside, but you've got a huge risk that comes with it. Both of them, like Christian Watson could be the best wide receiver in this draft. He could also do literally nothing for you. I'm, the, I'm I'm willing to go on the table. <laughs> what, what's the analogy uh, or or the the phrase like going all in? Going, I'm going all in. I'm on the table. I'm pounding the table. Pounding the, the table. table. You're going there all in. There's chips flying know, everywhere. If Brett, you know, you know the 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 thing in 2017 was Brett Veach just kept showing more clips, more to hey hey coach. I know, before you get to this next meeting. Just, just watch this. Just watch, just watch it. You know, like if I have to annoy someone to death. And by the way, guys, I've I've texted both gentlemen on this podcast. Yes, I'm ready. I'm ready to give it all. I'm ready to give it all to Christian Watson. I'm ready to <laughs> give it all. He's he is he's such a great athlete, and he it's not just that he's really fast and really tall because we've been hurt by that before, but he also is very quick. He moves very unusually well for a guy with his. Top speed, his stop-start ability, all those things are there. Everything he's been asked to do, he seems to do at a high level. Just he's barely been asked to do everything, so anything. <laughs> so it's a projection. It's a projection. Yes. Um, the next tier is tier five are the yes buts. Those are guys, if they came to the third round, I'd be I'd be, Wait, I'd be fine with them. I, it's, the but yes that, but, it's kind of the, like a yeah the, but. Hey, hey, Seth, the yes buts, that's what I say whenever I look in the mirror every day. <laughs> We were providing it, so much content. I call so it a much. yes butt. I got a yes butt. Well, that's I a got a yes. Did you know there's a thing called apparently going around now, one of the workouts going around and my wife was talking about this, is the hot girl walk. That's where you walk for four miles the whole time telling yourself how hot you are. Ooh. And like complimenting yourself. That's crazy. And- I do the I do the hot girl <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um so this group, I could have called them the Yabbits, but I couldn't bring me, I couldn't bring myself to do that particular, you know, Yabbits live in the woods joke. Even me, even I have a line. Wow. You know I mean? Wow. Apparently not wow. for this podcast, because that one took me a second and I hated it. Yeah, yeah, Yabbits live in the woods. Because if someone says, yeah, but it's like, well, Yabbits live in the woods. Yeah, everyone hates it. What are you going to do? But I did do the yes buts. And these are guys that they've got some good traits, but they've got some weak spots that I think might limit their upside to where they could be contributors um, even pretty good contributors, but I don't think have a ceiling that is like, you know, wide receiver one or really high level wide receiver two. And that's Alec Pierce and Jahan Dotson. Um, you're not, you're an outlier on Dotson a little bit there. Just as yeah, a yes, right? there are a lot of people like him as like a potential round one guy. Mm-mm. And, Mm-mm. And, and, and Mm-mm. I don't see it. Mm-mm. Um, he, he runs really good routes. He's really smart in finding open spots against zones. Tough player. I just think there's, I think there's a limit to him athletically that at the next level, I think is going to catch him. Uh, That's just what I. There are no limits to Christian Watson. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) All roads lead back to Christian Watson. Whereas like Alec Pierce, the guy can run like a deer in a straight line. Yeah. Um, He's just a little stiff on shorter routes. I think Alec Pierce could be like a, a Valdez Scanling type player where like 
He becomes a really good deep threat out of the gate, but it's just, I don't know if he's going to be able to do more, but he might be really good at that. And then you've got um, David Bell and Calvin Austin, the third are in my tier six of guys that you could take a flyer on them later on in the draft, but they've got limitations that make me think. Yeah. Although Austin would be interesting because that dude can move. He just like weighs as much as my eight year old dog. (laughs) (laughs) And it makes me wonder. And who knows? But like, people are like, wow, yeah, Tyree kill. No, no. Tyreek Hill was like 20 pounds of pure muscle bigger than this dude. Stop. By the way, stop comparing people to Tyreek Hill. Yeah, that's not fair. Yeah, what else? What else? Like, what are the examples we have in NFL history of five foot eight dudes tearing up the league? We've got Hill. We've got Steve Smith. And I'm out. Um, stop comparing people to Travis Kelsey. Just, just, (laughs) just stop. Yeah. So, so that's, those are the tiers. And basically I tried to go through, like, as I went through them, like what I'd be willing to do with them. The big takeaway for me is once you get past that tier one through tier three, which ends with Jalen Tolbert, I think there's a gap there. And I think you don't want to miss the second run of wide receivers. I think the Mm. first, I think the first run, let's say the first run takes away, you know, your big three guys and it takes away Garrett Wilson, who I'm not as high on as some people. And and maybe we even lose, you might still have like, you know, Mechie, you might still have Pickens as an option. You might still have Pickens as an option. I got to cut you off to say for the people yelling at their phones right now, you could not find sufficient Sky Moore tape. So his name floats around in this conversation, yeah, but sure. you have not fully reviewed him. Apparently Sky Moore played in like ancient communist <laughs> Russia where they were not allowed. We do not film football here in Western Michigan. <laughs> like in Western Michigan, film eat you. It's just like, what? So I'll I'll figure it out if the Chiefs. I'm just making that point just in case anyone's like, what about Sky Moore? Yeah, just haven't. We don't really know yet. And from what I've heard about him, heard good things. People I respect like him, but he again, he you really have like you know a grand total of like seven or eight receivers that you're really comfortable with, which Mm -hmm. means you can make it through one run on wide receivers. Can't make it through two. Um, Can I give you a worst case scenario, guys? Oh no. <laughs> sure. Um, because Josh, I think this is going to prove your point about defensive ends. Yeah. In this year's draft class on Wednesday morning. So if you listen to this on Tuesday night, guess what? You getting a little audio preview. But on Wednesday morning, the Athletic will release its final beat writer mock draft, yeah. which means these are the people. You should trust and respect. Obviously, I'm I'm you know serving the role as the chief general manager. Uh, we have people who cover their teams who are doing the same. Uh, as I've mentioned before, can't get in the top ten. Just just don't even think about it. If they did it, it would be crazy on Thursday. So what I found out there now there were some trades in the in the top ten. Panthers traded down. Seahawks traded down. That all makes sense uh, for various reasons because. Don't you dare take a quarterback in the top ten. Don't mm-hmm. don't you do it. Don't you do it. But gonna do it. I know, and it's gonna be so cute. <sighs> the amount of lives <laughs> on the line. I just you done you done looked at all this tape. You done talked to all these people. You done been to every campus in America. 
And your owner wants to pick Kenny Pickett. My <laughs> God. You just got to remember, we are here rooting for four quarterbacks in the first round. We are rooting for four quarterbacks in the top 20. Yes. So so in our in our beat writer mock draft, Kenny Pickett is taken 15th. By the way, he was the first quarterback taken by the Carolina Panthers who traded down wisely, uh, <laughs> you know, from 6 to 15. Um. The problem is everybody in the teens wanted to keep their pick outside of Philadelphia, who also has a pick in the first round. Uh, guys, I couldn't trade up. I just couldn't. No one, no one, no one was answering my phone calls. Now, Desmond, <laughs> by the way, actually, I, I made a, an actual mistake. Desmond Ritter was taken as the first quarterback in the beat rider mock draft. He was taken 13 to the Seahawks, who also traded down from 9 to 13 with the Texans. So, once you get to 13, it's like, all right, let's set up shop. Baltimore, nope. Carolina, well, they got to take a quarterback now. They didn't trade it down for 15. All right. New Orleans, no. Worst case scenario, guys. Jamison Williams went to the Chargers. I just hadn't had to consider that at all before today, and I'm really having a hard time like making all that work with my current worldview. <laughs> worst case, worst case scenario, guys. Garrett Wilson went to the Eagles. Worst case, Broncos. Scenario. Broncos grab Pickens. What happens? Worst what? case scenario, Chris Olave goes to the Steel or goes to the to the uh, Saints. Malik Wilson does go to the Steelers. Um, so there's your three quarterbacks. There's your run on receivers. Um, Arizona took Traylon Burks, and it 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 hurt me because they 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 traded up with the they traded up with the Patriots. So I had to stay at twenty nine and thirty at that point because I believe that Traylon Burks is like the last guy I would be willing to trade up for. Um, and so who do you think I took with the twenty ninth and thirtieth picks? Now that I've sort of given you a rough. A rough rundown of of worst case scenario in the teams. Uh, Christian Watson yeah. and <laughs> David Ajabo. <sighs> where did where did where did Ajabo go to school? <laughs> yes, oh. that has to be the answer, right? Did I nail it? Where did he go to school? The Michigan. Mm, no. Darn it. I thought I thought about why would you why would you wait hold on why would you why would you taunt me like that because because I'm, I'm your friend I thought I, I thought I had it you really you really got me excited about guessing I'm your, your draft picks I, I I took I'm gonna get his name wrong but I took Arnold I almost said Arnold but then I thought I was more confident saying a Jabo than I was saying Ibukiri Ibukiri uh from Penn State um now would you say well Nate that's not necessarily worst case scenario because like we didn't give up draft picks for somebody that like you know you want to reach for. Um, I'm just saying that this is a legitimate possibility because um, I think some of these beat writers that are my colleagues might hold their water and be smarter than some of the general managers on Thursday night (laughs) or pro personnel directors or team presidents. It's so easy for us as mock drafters and even beat writers, you know, to play the long game. And think about, you know, the next three years. Yep. A lot, lot of GMs do not have three years. They don't. Mm-hmm. And that means you need 
to improve. That's why, I mean, honestly, if, if every NFL GM had like five-year job security, I think you'd see fewer trade-ups. But they don't. <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. not even close. And so I, I'm curious what it looks like. I can see an actual... I mean, worst case scenario is there are two runs on wide receiver before the Chiefs even get close and no one wants to trade up. But I am kind of rooting for like Burks to go in the first. You know what I mean? Like bump one of those wide receiver spots down. Maybe maybe some team is in love with Dotson, although you said no pretty certainly. No, dog. <laughs> no, no, look, I might I might Great. be wrong. I might be wrong. Look, did I think Alex Leatherwood was going 18 hmm. last year? No! Yeah. Yeah, no, the the Raiders did the world a disservice by trading away their first round picks. Oh, actually, he, like, he went he went seventeen last year. Oh, oh, yeah, that was oh. um. But I, I, it's they they could end up in a situation where they really you know the highest ranked guy on my board or even if you want to call it a board is is Christian Watson. I wouldn't draft him at the end of the first, but if they do, I'm gonna be so happy for you, Nate, and I hope I look incredibly stupid because the raw materials are there for him to be a really, really, really good wide receiver. The, the reason I, the reason I love Watson beyond the physical traits is it is a trust play. And, and this is, this is different than drafting on defense because it's, it's a little more of a, I don't know, but I, I trust that Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, Matt Nagy, uh, Greg Lewis, who, doesn't really coach wide receivers, but hey, you can bring him in the room whenever you need to. Uh, Shout out it, Joe Blaymeyer. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You know, Joe Blaymeyer. Like, I just trust what the Chiefs have in place to get a high quality production out of Christian Watson in year two, year three, whatever um, the case may be. Um, so I feel comfortable reaching for him given mm-hmm. the circumstances. Yep. With, with the pass rushers, I just need dudes and the <laughs> only dude I see capable of falling in the first round. And I know people have talked about Thibodeau, but I think you'd be a fool if you let him out of the top There's 10 or he's a knucklehead beyond his years. <laughs> uh, it's the nicest way I can put it. Um, so if Thibodeau goes by like seven, eight, nine, which I think will probably be the case. Hell, he might go five. Um, the only dude I see that's dude level gotta get is like Jermaine Johnson and another team may see that too. And so does that mean, Hey, Daxon Hill is a competent pick at 29, even though he can't rush the quarterback. <laughs> like that might be the case. Uh, how do you, how do you pronounce the kid from Minnesota, Josh? I don't. I gotta get Dane Brugler's draft guide has uh, pronunciations as well, and you're really giving me a lot of names. I'm not fully confident in yet that I have like two more days to get confident in. That that's the whole point. I, I'm not confident either. Boy, hey! uh, Mafe, did I did I get that right? I'm gonna just get Dane's. I'm gonna get Dane's literal pronunciation from the draft guide available for all subscribers of the athletic you can download it uh just download the beast it's the most incredible piece of work done anywhere in america yeah now, level now look he has logan hall as like a first second round grade preferably i'd probably take boy mafe or david that's got it ojabo uh, can i give you my logic on ojabo really quick yes please do so 
uh, he he's the the Michigan edge rusher who uh, tore his Achilles during his pro day. And what, what where I keep looking, I also did a mock with with team specific writers and was not happy with what things looked like at twenty nine and thirty. But with with, with a job in particular, e- even if you are virtually red shirting him and hoping to hear from him maybe late this upcoming season. You've got to draft another edge soon, and like a guy that maybe is a little more pro-ready with a little less uh, of a ceiling or something. And I know there aren't a lot of pro-ready edges even making it to 50. Like I, I fully understand that. But I think this team needs to draft at least a couple edge rushers anyway for the long haul. Yes. And if if you're able to get – think of it as trading your 2023 first-round pick – for a top ten edge rusher, or you know, a top ten pick caliber yeah, of edge right, rusher, right? It, I don't think the Chiefs are in a spot to be lighting any draft picks on fire or or mortgaging things for the future in a terrible way. But with all these draft picks, that is one way that I think they could utilize that. And and still, absolutely, you're taking two edges in the first two rounds, certainly in the first two days. But I have I have been talked into him incredibly easily through that logic because if you're going to be picking it at the end of the first round, you're not going to get a, a level of of player like a Jabo without there being something like this happening. Correct. Yep. No, it, it's it's sound. It's sound. It's a sound thought. Um, an idea. Uh, I completely uh agree with you. Uh, as the general manager and me as area scout. Sure. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh you know, no character issues that I can think of. He's actually a pretty interesting character if your team mm-hmm. does draft him. Uh so that's a bonus uh for for a, a media person standpoint. Um also, look, I know I'm saying these things for the benefit of the team that you root for. Yes, they should trade up to go get their guy. They should also trade up cuz it makes my job more entertaining. Both things can be true. Both things are true. Also, it is just Boye Mafe. I I should have just led with confidence on that one. Um, and then also, I don't know. This is I'm parting the curtain a little bit. I'm letting people behind. Seth had to go, but he just disappeared and then texted us that he had to go. Like people wouldn't think it was weird if he didn't speak at all for the last seven minutes of this episode. You know what I mean? Why does he do that? Why does he Why does he insist on leaving the podcast like Batman? Maybe he's trading down. I don't know. Oh wow! Oh wow! I got some names I could name. Where about nobody? To? Nobody Hello. can find the general. Nobody. Nobody can find. Who, where, who is he on the phone with? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. I and just Batman. You know, that's right. Just, anyway, I. Know, I just. I. I. Am, he, be, I am he, he walks to the beat of his own drum. Uh, <laughs> maybe he's going to the video store because he needs more tape. <laughs> uh. You know. Look, I, I saw that text and then I was shocked to see that we have been doing this podcast for nearly an hour because once we started talking about the actual draft, things started flying again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let let me let me ask you let me ask you my two big questions of this pre-draft process here, okay? One is what is the first position that the Chiefs do draft it's on g- Thursday? It's gotta I mean, if it were up to me and we had any uh level of uh saying it as much as i love jameson williams i just think logically it's got to be a pass rusher um and if you stay at 29 30 
then obviously it's a pick your choice at that at that standpoint. And I would still go receiver, pass rusher, pass rusher, receiver. Um, I think there's, I think there can be real value in the cornerbacks in round two and three. Because uh, that position may not be valued as much as in previous drafts, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I don't know, man. Like, it's just, just go get him. Who is he? I don't know. Just, just go get him. Uh, you're the team that was bold enough to go get Patrick Mahomes. And this is not the same situation. But you was also the team that was bold enough to go get Breland Speaks. So find a, find hmm. a, find a nice middle. <laughs> Ideally it's, closer to the Mahomes. It's side. not, it's not a good. slam dunk. And it ain't. Shooting from half court, but get me an efficient three point shot. Take your shot, yeah. have it be open, not contested. Like take, take your shot. I, guys, this draft is it as is is this draft class? Does it appear to be as good as last year's draft class, Josh? I saw you made the 2018 comp earlier. I saw people tweeting about 2013 a day or two ago. Oh, we don't know. Mm-mm. Don't do that to me. It can't I be. As, just, I saw it, some other people. It can't be as that. bad as 2013, right? Right? No, that seems impossible. Can, can you can you tell the people um, why 2013 is so bad? Just just oh, just, just remind uh, just remind yeah. me and everybody else. Sure, yeah. I don't know if any Chiefs fans uh, remember the 2013 draft process when your team desperately needed a quarterback and your best option was Geno Smith slash EJ Manuel. That was Eric Fisher, 1-1. A little bit of a little bit of a counterculture pick as uh, surefire lock Luke Jokel went second and then shortly thereafter his career just sort of stopped happening. Yep. Um, it was not an ideal draft class. And so with, with that being said, I'm gonna, I don't think I've answered this anywhere yet for myself of the, the question I just asked you of what's the first position. I agree with you, I think. And I say this as somebody who, look, what, whatever edges the Chiefs draft, I will be there to get all my stuff in a row. I will, I will, I will figure out what kind of players they are and can be. I'm ready for it. But I'm telling you that in the pre-draft process, I'm out here to fall in love with wide receivers. Oh, I might course. settle down with an edge after the picks actually made. Yeah. But I'm not going to I'm not going to get 7 or 8 guys deep into like the weeds of what the Chiefs might do for an edge rusher in part because it doesn't seem like that list of qualifying excellence is as long. There are legitimately, as we just talked about this obviously, it's been the bulk of the show today. But there's what seven receivers that you would be you would at least grin you would at least be content if the chiefs took them at 29 or 30 yep um seth had six through that specific tier then jalen tolbert a little bit on the outside sky Moore not on this list traylon burks and christian watson again not on that list for seth would be for you it seems like i mean so we're we're talking about eight or nine guys that list is not as long for edge rushers um i just want to remind people that last year, Micah Parsons went 12th. He was amazing last year. That's not that's that's nonsense. Yeah, 12th I, is crazy. I can't say that Jermaine Johnson is going to be Micah Parsons, but you can you might be able to get him at that range. Mm-hmm. And 
Sure, there were three quarterbacks that went one, two, three last year, and that ain't happening this year, boys. (laughs) (laughs) So, was his value therefore pushed down? Of course. Now, there might be Ez Rusher one, two, three, and that might be the reason you might have to trade up to go get Jermaine Joshua, the last possible starting opening day impact performer left that can rush the passer. Um. All this is to say is that when it gets really serious, teams might just say no to the Chiefs. And Mm. it won't be because they didn't try. Because I get Mm. the sense that they are going to try. If the board goes a certain way. Um, And as Seth mentioned, quarterback helps. Uh, As you mentioned, Josh, maybe there's a run on receiver. If it happens earlier than later... Maybe all of a sudden that edge gets to be, you know, in a comfortable spot. But all of a sudden, I thought 1921, kind of what Veach said on Friday. Hey, you know, maybe the 19th pick. I just, I just, I see 17 and you have to go, you have to go above that. You have to go Mm -hmm. 12, 13, 15, maybe 16. Uh because it's less of a likelihood for the Chargers to trade up. Um, but I just think you have to get ahead of 17 if you want a receiver, and I think you have to get into that 13-14 range for for an edge. And if those things don't happen, then you trust the scouting department, and you, and you have to be comfortable as a Chiefs fan knowing that your team reached with one of those picks at 29 or 30. They just did. Based on the evaluation, based on the fact that they aren't picking again until 50 – um, if they don't trade down, of course, um, one of those two picks is going to be a reach. And so for me, I'm comfortable if the reach is Christian Watson. Um, it may not be him. It may be one of the cornerbacks who you think will be taken early in the second round. So might as well just go get them now. Um, but yeah, edge is a problem. And if we know it, other teams know it. Let me hit you with some rapid fires then. Where does the Chiefs' first pick take place over under uh, 28 and a half? Under. I also realize the way I asked that just is go confusing get, just, for myself. Just they go get before. your guy. Yeah, it would be They're before. Gonna, okay. Yeah, go get your guy. Yes. Um, what is the first position that they take that is not cornerback, wide receiver, or edge rusher? Tackle. Yeah, I, that's sort of the that answer sort of bores me a little bit, but I don't know that it's wrong. Uh, could I could I talk you into could I talk you into some decent odds at safety? Would that intrigue you at all? I think most of the good safeties are going to be gone by the second round or by mm. pick fifty, mm-hmm. or or quote they should be. Um, right. So think about this too. How many safeties are like that? next year's draft Mm. because it's not as much of a need this year as it might be next year. It's just when you get to those secondary positional values, tackle safety, running back linebacker, how it looking next year. Y'all I don't have those answers because I'm not in the chief scouting department. Um, but 
most of the safeties should be gone by 50. But if they're there, then hell, if they're if they're where you're graded on the board and it falls to you, sure. I don't have a problem with it. Uh, can they also play a little bit of cornerback? How many picks in the first two days of the draft did the Chiefs make? I'll say over, under, four and a half. I'm going to go under. I'm going to go. If all things go the way that they probably want, they'll still take four picks. It's just they won't be the four originals. Um, So, like I mentioned, if you move up to 14 with Baltimore and you still keep 30 and or 29, then you still have 50 and 62. You're saying I, I'm giving you I'm giving you four and a half. I'm giving you the third round also. How, let me ask. Oh, in the third. Oh, okay. Oh, both nights. Excuse me. Yeah, uh, first two days combined. Then I'll then I'll yeah I'll say over. I'll give them five picks. Um, at least one five. of those picks gets moved to move up in the first. Yeah, I think that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, I think that I, I think that uh, what's the first? You know what? Here, let me ask you this: What round did they take their first corner? I want to say two, but it might be three. I, I want to <laughs> yeah, say just, two. You know, I, this isn't I, I your know, first day on the job. Hey, hey. Uh, I hope I'm right on this because I've been right on this in the past, and I think I have a decent idea. But isn't there a cornerback that plays at Nebraska? <laughs> stop calling our shot. Stop looking at him. No. <laughs> 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 Stop. Okay. <laughs> you just get yourself a map of the United States yeah. of America. Draw yourself draw yourself a line about about halfway, about two thirds of the way down. Cut off the top. Stop hey, scouting. Hey, hey, Cam, hey, Cam Taylor Britt from Nebraska got a second, third round grade for my guy Dang Brugler. I'm sorry, where he play at? Uh, uh, it says Nebraska. And then on the other side, uh, I, could I interest you in Tariq Woolen from UTSA? He's 6'4", 205 from UTSA. Just buy, honestly, I don't know what number he's going to wear, but buy your jersey now. Like, there's, I feel pretty confident in that, right? That's, there's my call to shot. There's your third rounder. Yeah. 6'4", uh, guy from, from uh, UTSA. That right you, there? Do, do yeah. you want, do you I want, think Tariq might be the guy. You, you want to know what his 40 time was? Have you seen his 40 time? Oh, jeez. No, it's 426. What? 426? He's 6'4". He's a redshirt senior. Sign me up. We can get his eyes to be right. We, we can coach the eyes. But we can't coach his speed. Okay? He has, he has almost an inch shorter arms, by the way, than Sauce Gardner, which is if you're wondering why he, that man is a freak of nature, I guess nearly an 80 inch inch wingspan from him would make a lot of sense or something where do you'd start holy bleep his arms are 73 and th- or 79 and three eighths of an inch yeah. wingspan. yeah Sox Gardner. uh we can't teach speed we can't teach length i can get his eye leverage right yep. I, I mean come yep. on come That's- on down and, and where did he play where does he where does he play josh U-T-S-A. Uh, he, they, he plays at a school. They don't even write the full name out. They go acronym only at but, UTSA. But, but, but they in Texas, right, where it's warm? He's from Fort Worth. Uh, he, yeah, UTSA, yeah. Is, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope I'm right on this because there will be nothing greater than me than in the second round the Chiefs take Cam Taylor Brent from Nebraska. No chance. <laughs> no chance. No. There's, a better, there's a better chance they take. Did Sorry, he, Cam. Just did he, did he going somewhere else. Did he play... 
above the Mason Dixie line. That's, that's exactly. Uh, if I can continue to interest you in Tariq Woolen, he was recruited as a receiver at a high school. Come on, come Talk on. That story is going to be to tell. Look, look. The, the director of college scouting has taken hours off his life to get this right, and we done figured it out in ten minutes. <laughs> You know, there's, there's a, let's see, Dane, Dane Brook, we got a nice third round grade here, number 93 overall on Joshua Williams from Fayetteville State. <sighs> He's 6'2", almost 6'3". Lock it down. Lock, lock it, it down. Lock it down. Hey, there are a couple quarterbacks from Washington. I don't even know if we get them games here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was like at Pittsburgh. No thanks. Sam Houston State. Hello, hello, Josh. Uh, Seth mentioned he did not know who Legarius Le- Sneed was, but the uh-huh. moment they said Louisiana, okay, yeah. let's go. <laughs> That's who they be. <laughs> uh, Tariq Castro Field. Sorry, uh, Penn State. We're gonna have to go else. Uh, gonna elsewhere. Go elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, Jalen uh, Watson, Washington State. Grew up in Georgia. Now Washington nope. <laughs> State's not gonna do it for I, me. I really, as we end this episode, I Kobe really, Durant, so, uh, South Carolina State, little fifth rounder. Yeah, let's go ahead. Take yeah, you, him, take big him. school, but it worked out for Rashad. Take him. I just hope. I just hope we're right. I I I want to be right one we're more gonna time. We're gonna be. No, we're gonna be. <laughs> We're, we are right. They're not, Nate, they're not drafting the corner from Nebraska if they could instead <laughs> go get, let's see. They're not going, I tell you what, man, if they draft Bryce Watts out of Massachusetts, UMass! there is no way on planet Earth. We need our corners to be in warm weather, covering people 365, okay? 365. What did we in say the last sun. Time? It's got to be something no that's never seen snow before. <laughs> I hope people look. I look. Look. If this is obviously day two, day three stuff, but if you rock with us this long, just oh. know we we are here with you. Okay. Yes. If you wanna if you wanna play cornerback for another team, that's fine. You can go to Nebraska, but you won't play on this team. Hell no. I wish no. You all the best. You Hell know, I hope no. that Nebraska pipeline works out. But uh God, I, God, I hope they take them now just to prove us wrong. <laughs> hey, hey, they might be on to us, said uh said said Mr. Veach. <laughs> Look, I'm just telling you that Daryl Baker Jr. from Georgia Southern, seventh round grade for Dane. I'm just saying he's over six feet. <laughs> tall long and from the south <laughs> okay hold on i know this show is now like we've officially gone like annoyingly over and this bit is just for you and me but gregory jr 30th ranked corner in dan brugler's draft mm-hmm. guy sixth or seventh round grade mm-hmm. from i'm not gonna pronounce it quite right because there's an a in the middle but it literally is one vowel away from being Ouja baptist <laughs> I don't know where that is geographically, <laughs> but everything in my life is about maybe it's Ouachita Baptist. I don't. That just feels Gregory. His name is it's Gregory. In, it's Jr. in Arkansas. We good. We good. Yep. We yep. good. Buy the jerseys. Bring Run the tape. Run the tape. Hey, hey, bring the tape to me one more time. Yeah. Where is where, highlights? Where is he at on the system? Yeah. Run it through real quick. <laughs> oh, Nate, the Chiefs met with him already. Yes. <laughs> The greatest non-secret secret of the draft. They had, oh. him, they had him in for a top 30 visit. Because of course they did. <laughs> oh, you cheated Baptist. 
Cam, I say this to your family. I, I wish nothing but success for you. Oh, uh, look, I hope I hope Nebraska did you well. I hope you love corn because obviously I certainly do. Um, I just look forward to watching you compete against the Chiefs, my man. I really Absolutely. do. Absolutely, I, I really wait to, do. I, I can't wait to see Taylor Britt on the back of a of a Chargers uniform someday, and you, we're gonna have a great time remembering how we prepared for him in the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be in a, in a different, different color jersey. Yep. Yeah. yeah, he's not going to yeah. be able to keep all that red merch. Well, let me let me let's run down. So Gardner's already gone. Obviously, he, we know he's going to be top ten. McDuffie yeah. probably going to be top twenty ish. But look, after that, it's LSU, Clemson, Florida, Auburn, Houston, UTSA, Fayetteville State, Sam Houston State, Alabama. Look, the odds are in the Chiefs' favor. Is all we're saying. So look, second, third round. Hey, give us a little Friday night cornerback, uh, you know, selection. And again, the moment, ladies and gentlemen, when Cam Taylor Britt is selected and it's not oh. to the Chiefs, please, please, please know me, Seth, Josh, we're all 